Welcome to uh, this week's edition of Riff Raff News, which is a special, and uh, we've euphemistically called it Saving PM Rishi, um, and we're going to have a look at what, what Rishi Sunak might want to consider to try and save his premiership and give uh, give the Conservative Party an opportunity, faint though it may be, of, of winning the next election. Um, so we're going to offer him some ideas, but first I thought, Guy, that we'd have a look at some... Um, in context, what he set himself up with, which is the five priorities, which um, yes. I'll, 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 I'll read. I know we've looked at these briefly before, but it's always worth going back and reviewing how he's doing. Um, uh, he, he, the priorities were grow the economy, mm-hmm. halve inflation by the end of the year, stop the boats, um, cut NHS waiting lists, and ensure national debt is is falling and um i think as as you've highlighted one of those as as i've said half inflation by the end of the year the others are a bit more vague as to when when we we uh yeah but well they're not a bit more vague they're totally vague (laughs) there was no timeline on the others no um it was it was all these were brought forward in the new year's speech looking forward to a bright new year of 2023 Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i think at the time uh, the the media didn't look too deeply into what when they were anticipated, given that he said halve inflation by the end of the year. I think the assumption was made that the other the other four would be for for an annual review. At least they can look timeline as to how he's doing at the end of the year and, and see upon that basis um, whether he's, he's scheduled to hit any of these um, targets. I think the general consensus is that he's not doing very well at the moment. Is that fair to say? Well, I don't think any of them are a slam dunk. Um, We heard last week that um, we'd reached record levels of debt since 1961 as a percentage of GDP, which is how they measure it. Uh, We we obviously had all the hoo-ha about the flagship policy of Rwanda. Mm. We've had his own minister say that um, NHS waiting lists are going to get longer before they get shorter, mm. which is a fantastic Maria quote. Maria Caulfield, this lady is, isn't she? The yeah, one yeah. Grow, grow the economy. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's bumping along. You, you get sort of 0.1%, yes. which, uh, you, you know, good luck when spotting that in, yes. your, in your wage packet. And it's open um, to revision as well, isn't it, that figure? It can be looked at in a few months' time. It, and funnily enough, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what the politicians say, isn't it, when it's bad news? <laughs> of course, this is open to revision. So, not when it's good news. It's only the last of it. But um, So, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he did pick five tricky ones. It has to be tricky Ricky. Rishi. Well, tricky, tricky yeah. try saying that when you've had a drink. Tricky Rishi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 some of them, I mean, a lot of people were saying when he came up with these five that they were um, easy targets, weren't they, some of them? I mean, they, yeah. the um, half the inflation thing, it looked as though that was easily going to happen on its own account. Yeah. It? It, was, um, it was coming down. And that now is going to lead to... Talking about, I mean, we've we've hit the six percent five-year fixed mortgages, haven't we? That's right. Um, and they're talking about this go, possibly going up to another three or four quarter percent rises over the next three or four months. So yeah, who's who you want to listen to? Um, one of the investment banks was saying this, mm. um, but uh, yesterday, um, Gilts, which is the government borrowing tool, uh, they auctioned off their highest rate 
for a long, long time. So um, some people who or, and firms and organisations got money quite happy to lend that to the government at these rates. So, mm. so it's 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 not. Yeah, it's not looking great, and clearly the rest of the year is going to be a struggle, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, yeah. And on, on the seventy fifth anniversary of the NHS, which we yes. were we looked at last week on the on the pod, yep. didn't we? Um, the cut the NHS waiting list. Uh, the The argument seems to be being made at the moment on a positive level that the longest waiting lists are coming yeah. down. So the ones That's that true. are two years or so uh, out. Yeah, that is time. good. So I suppose he could argue that he's making progress on that front. And obviously he's made this big announcement of the extra money they're investing in the NHS over the next um, five years, I think it is. And that's the that, that that's the theory, 2.88 billion. So moving on, because yes. the, the whole idea of this pod was that we were going to give him some advice, whether he'll take it or not, is... is yes neither here nor there I'm going to give him some advice or, or suggest to him some events that might take place between now and when he chooses to call the election which um, some analysts are saying that he might hold out to the last possible moment which is now 2025 so I understand February 2025 I think it is isn't it it's just mm. in the yeah yeah a winter elections good for the Tories isn't it winter election mm. yeah absolutely um, so they say uh, which is strange, isn't it? Because you'd think that their, their, some of their natural voters are are, are a little bit older than than, yeah, um, than and you wouldn't yeah. think they'd want to go out in the. But maybe they get postal votes. Who knows? We're speculating yeah. now to a degree. Yeah. I guess we digress. But. We digress. <laughs> my fault. My fault. <laughs> so uh, we're going to. I thought maybe we could come up with with suggestions. One, you know, in, in turn. As, yes. as to what might help him. So yes. the, the first thing that I've come up with is an event rather than action that he can necessarily okay. take. And, and and that's, I mean, uh, the end to the war in Ukraine. Yes. Basically, that would have a knock-on effect which would help the economy no end, wouldn't it, and in terms of investments and in terms of bringing the price of food down, if anything, um, uh, from where it is at the moment. And, and the supply chain would be improved as well in terms of the grain that's coming from Ukraine and all the sunflower oil and all, all the knock-on products that have caused a lot of the inflation in the economy would would um, be improved. So that, that would be a, a feel-good factor. It would also feed through, I guess, that both he and I suppose Boris should take some credit for this have assuming the war in Ukraine ends positively for Ukraine and the West they could use that as a factor I mean I was thinking back when I was thinking about this that not suggesting we want a massive war but that's how um, Mrs T got re-elected you remember in 1983 I think it was when her poll her poll um, ratings were falling off a cliff until the Falklands, and then she got back in with the landslide. Yeah, I mean, the key difference is we obviously sent our own uh, troops and armed forces over to it, but I take your point. So I think if if that were to happen, it would have to happen soon. Hmm. Uh, you could, if we can hold the energy companies and supermarkets to account, you could actually see pr- these prices fall. Hmm. Yeah, which which would be, 
I don't think we're going to have deflation at the aggregate level, mm. but you you could possibly have a very small inflation and then quickly followed by uh, reduced um, bank rates and therefore reduced mortgage rates. Yeah. And a, a feel-good factor. Now, I agree with you. I think if there is some... I think a negotiated settlement rather rather than a winner or loser is probably more likely. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, as long as the... Let's assume that would be accompanied by the departure of Mr. Putin. As yeah. long as what we're left with is <laughs> bearable, mm. then, then mm. yeah, would probably be be a good thing for Rishi. What would you call that? I guess you'd call that a white swan event, would you, as opposed to a black swan event? I suppose you would, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's, what's the first on your list? Well, I've, I've, got, um, I've got more on one of character. I think if you go back to when he stood on the steps of Downing Street and saying mm. he's going to stand for integrity in politics and always do the right thing and all that sort of stuff... I'd like to see him really stand up for what people think is right. Mm. So, you know, we, we talked a fair amount about the fact that he didn't vote uh, in the uh, Privileges Committee vote. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that people want to see what he's about. And I don't think he needs to be too worried about the the right wing of the party, no. um, whether they are the... The old ERG or the new Conservatives on it popped new up this week. Yes. Uh, new Conservatives, crikey! Thirty <laughs> p Lee at the head yes. of that, uh, who, who mysteriously went ill for the press conference. Well, which was anyway. Uh, I digress. Yeah. So I think I think people would like to see what he stands for, even if he voted against it. Mm. At least if he's got a rationale, but not hide in 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 the Swedish Prime Minister's briefcase. It doesn't no. it doesn't work. Uh, I know, I know, he was over, but he could have got out of that for half an hour to to make his vote. So I, th- I think people would really want want him to sort of make a stand against the right. Yeah, we and, need a, and, we need a. I got it wrong earlier when I was talking to you off <clears throat> off camera. We need a, a Neil Kinnock moment, don't we? Really, it was Neil Kinnock, wasn't it, at the Labour Party conference, who saw off momentum uh, in uh, in in Liverpool. Do you remember when um, when oh Derry? Uh, yeah. Hatton Derek Hatton, yeah, 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 and he made a okay. big play of it. And, and he had a good would... mullet, Derek Hatton, remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, there was, <laughs> and there was that old stager, Eric Heffer. Do you remember who got up and walked out? Do you remember Eric Heffer? Yeah, I do. I can still picture him now yeah, walking it, out. He was a, he was a, there's certainly some characters around at that point, but yeah. he made it a virtue, didn't he, Kinnock? And yeah. he was from the left of the party, the Labour Party, to be seen to be standing up to these... Um, no, I, I, no know. I, I think he, he, he needs to do that mm. um, because there's there's still this impression that he's sort of treading on eggshells. Mm. And, and he is. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, um, yeah, so that would be my first one. You know, really stand up and be counted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I've got a list of actions now that I think he can do, difficult though okay. they may be, which okay. um, which might might tilt the dial somewhat. And one is reverting back to form. It's what the Tories always do in the lead-up to elections and that they look to tax cuts. Um, and, and that's what they've done in the past in terms of cutting 
the basic rate um, or in this case I would suggest they'd probably be a little bit more beneficial to them were they to look at increasing personal allowances. Now I appreciate that um, the money isn't there at the moment they, they, they just right. couldn't you know if you if you're looking at it from the perspective of of tight um, budgetary constraints it's difficult but th if if they want to win an election they can find the money in the sense of i think they could borrow that money which is much the same as what trust was talking about doing to a degree but all of her um of her borrowing was directed in 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 one direction, wasn't it, to the top end, top earners, effectively. Whereas I think if it, if it was spread amongst the general population, and for that matter, shown to benefit, and this is important, the those workers within the red wall, as they call it, constituencies. So increasing personal allowances and and displaying to them how much money they could be gaining were they to vote conservative in the next election they might have an impact maybe not quite so much of an impact as it would have done in the past but um i think that might might work quite well, well any thoughts on that yeah I, I i think the the only problem with that is how quickly can you do it mm. now we know that with the record government borrowing announced week before last interest rates are very high so the cost of government borrowing is very high mm. We know that right now, in the forecast, there's no wriggle room. Personal allowances have been frozen for the lifetime of the Parliament, so those cost savings have been baked in. Mm. But you'd have to do it early for people to uh, kind of recognise the difference in their monthly pay packet, but not too early so that they forgot mm. it was him who did it. And then in the end, uh, how much are you going to raise it by? So if it's just 500 quid each, frankly, it's the square root of nothing. Mm, mm. Uh, and then you've got the, if it's going to be more than that and it's going to have a huge borrowing impact, you've got to be careful to avoid a list trust moment. You have. Uh, so, you have. So it's, yeah. But I agree that in principle, <laughs> so much so Humphrey, <laughs> in principle, um, then yes, if if there is room, and this will be the hope value, the hope value that the economy does grow yeah. rather than contract the hope value that um, inflation will fall, the hope value that NHS waiting lists will be cut and people will be able to get back to work yeah. generating more energy. If that happens, then he's probably got to do it. Well, you get the autumn statement and you get the budget, and he's probably got to do it back end of this this year early next mm, year mm, I would say so probably marked budget next year uh, I would say is the latest you could do it if you were holding on to the following February yes yeah although yes. you know you could hold that out as a promise as to what's coming in, in after the, I have to say I'm an old cynic here in, in, with regard to because I think it would all be clawed back after the election because you need to balance the books again wouldn't you at the end of the day and somehow you'd need to take that all back again but to win them an election I think I think that's possibly that's a Tory ploy isn't it put, okay. put money back into people's pockets so um, yeah we, we've got tax cuts as per the 1980s she did really well although the economy was in a much better state wasn't it um, hmm. when when Thatcher was um, got back in on the basis of tax cuts so what's your next one? Well, my next one is to resolve the disputes um, mm. because uh, clearly uh, the what is now the doctors' disputes, nurses have settled, haven't they? Mm. But the doctors' disputes, both the junior doctors and the consultants, is having a material impact 
on the nation's health and reducing the waiting lists and that's just got to be resolved. I, ha I haven't got a figure. I know you've got at one end the doctors going 30 odd percent, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And on the other, us going whatever it is, five five percent. But it's got to be resolved uh, because people, thousands of people every week are getting letters saying that their um, operation or treatment has been cancelled. Mm -hmm. And by the same, in the same breath, I mentioned the teacher strikes because you know, I've, I've got um, young grandchildren. It is causing havoc. Mm. So what, what happened, we had a strike yesterday and we got a strike on Friday. So it's maximum inconvenience. It's not one day a week or one no. day each week. It's You just can't organise work or anything around it. And people are fed up with it. And I could mention the train strikes as well. You could go on, but mm. you resolve the disputes. It's got to be done. We've got to find a way. I mean, this is almost looking again, historically, it's almost looking back to Callaghan's government, isn't it? Do you remember the winter of discontent in 1977? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't quite got bodies on the streets or unburied bodies and, and, and um, refuse on the streets, wasn't it? Um, but but we're, we're heading there slowly but surely in, in the yeah. sense of building and building and building. Um, interesting that the, the nurses have now... I think they're, they're, they they would be wise to look at their leadership, the uh, uh, the RCN, and wonder why they were marched to the top of the hill and then marched down again. Yeah, she hasn't come out very well in this, has she? No. Um, it, um, yeah, it's it's a bit unfortunate for them, but I I agree with you there. I mean, I I I um I think that's um vital that they don't go in if they went into a general election with one of these major services uh, involved in an industrial dispute they'd look yeah. very daft wouldn't they yeah um okay i'm going to be a bit controversial here but i think this okay. this rolls into your what you were saying earlier about um yeah. standing up to the right and again it would need it would need them to act fairly quickly but in terms of trading i think rejoining the single market might be something that could get things flowing again and, and get um, get trade flowing and break down the barriers and hopefully be able to allow them to look forward to a growth in the economy which maybe they can't at the moment but it would take a polit political will and it would take facing down the right of the party and also um, explaining the benefits of, of, of the single market and to the red wall almost why they made this decision in the first place it's, it, but I think that would be a move in the right direction so I mean forgive my ignorance but practically speaking how do you rejoin the single market mm. uh, without being committed to free movement of people and stuff like that um, well, you can rejoin. There's, there are there are restrictions on travel to certain areas of Europe, even within the European Union. This idea that it's completely free travel has always been um, a mistruth, if you like. Um, but I, 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 you, you can join the, the trading element. So the single market you can join without necessarily having to sign up to all... I mean that you, what you do do, what you do have to do, because Northern Ireland is in the single market. That's mm. that's the whole point. What you do have to do is is uh, sign up 
to the rules and regulations in terms of agriculture and trade and stick to their the oh, European this Union's is the bonfire rules. package. Yeah, exactly. Kemi. So maybe helpfully when Kemi Badenoch said, well, we're not going to trash yeah. thousands and thousands of these rules. Which is, yeah. which is why the, the right wing of the party wanted to burn everything in sight because um, yeah. then there's no going yeah. back. Yeah. So they, they, they could do that. And I think in due course... That again, I mean, it would take a while maybe to feed through, but I think it would show what you're saying. It would show that he's standing up to the right of the party. It would show that there's a direction of travel. And and it would also show that we're not just doing things for the sake of bloody-mindedness, because I don't think anybody believes now that the the Brexit project has been an economic success. So um, we shall see. Um, that's another option, I think, that's open to him. You got any others? Well, I've been thinking about small boats, and I know mm. we've spoken about this before, but I think I think he's made a tactical mistake here, or a strategic mistake, depending on how big you think it is, is that, that whilst everyone was bothered about the small boats, it, it's now a much bigger issue, and it's talked about more than it ever was. Uh, and this notion of stopping the small boats is madness. Mm. But I don't... Because that's that's very measurable. You have one boat, you haven't stopped them, mm. and we all know that that's not going to happen. In fact, we're we're in peak season now, aren't we? Mm. And um, you know, I was just fascinated to learn that um, the forecasts from a border force are based on migrants, uh, in particular, coming into Italy, uh, arriving from North Africa. Uh, and the Italian government think that as many as 400,000 people could arrive. Crikey. Uh, yeah, which is just incredible. They don't all stay in Italy, but no. obviously a number of those would then pass on. Um, so um, Border Force think that the, the deal with the French is resulting in half of the crossings being intercepted. So you, you, if if we're already similar to last year's numbers but half of them are being stopped. It just shows you how big the problem is. So mm. back to that, I think, I think he's got to find a graceful way of coming away from this place to stop the small boats mm. because it's not going to happen. And no. I think he should shoot whoever it was who came up with it. <laughs> Do you think this was the Wizard of Oz? Do you think he's the... Oh, I've got no idea, but it's... Uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. So whoever it was isn't much of a wizard. Um <laughs> I think the best he can do is to show how they've reduced and his pledge, it's worth remembering if anyone really wants to go into the detail, his pledge was to stop small boats by passing legislation. Mm. So he could always claim that he is trying to get the legislation done yeah. and he hasn't done that bit yet. And, and so I mean, it goes that, on. That almost feeds into um, one of the things, or contrary to that, is one of the, um, one of the other uh, issues that I've got here. The, the actively chooses to use this issue to pick a fight to use the populist card and because yeah you've said that before so yeah. starmer would be on the hook wouldn't he at the end of the day is he going is he going to support you know the policy the Rwanda policy in terms of we're the only party that are prepared to take a line with regard to immigration they will because that that would be a line to take that that um you'll get flooded with um Illegal immigrants, as he calls them, if you don't vote Conservative, because we've got this, you know. Um, 
And yeah, I, that's true. But I, I just think he's 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 a hostage to fortune here, or he, hmm. not even that. I don't. He could have had the best fortune in the world, but you still would have got small boats yeah. coming across. And I, I, I just think that um, uh, he's got to find a better way of expressing this. I don't think he will. No, <laughs> but I think he's no. got to try. I think he's got to try. Well, we're he taking really we're taking, don't we, far fewer. Uh, in terms of uh, refugees, the many major European countries, you know, the the Germans and the about forty thousand we take in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one one wonders why why they chose to make this such a huge issue in the politically, as you quite rightly pointed out. It, it's it's um, he's made himself a hostage to fortune on this issue. Where when they changed, you know, when when Boris. Uh, went and and he he took over after trust. He could have used it an op- as an opportunity to take this lower down, to lower the heat on this particular issue, and 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 solve it in a more or not solve it, but reduce the numbers in a much more low key fashion. But he hasn't. He's tra- he's he's continuing to keep it bubbling along, and you wonder why? Why would you do that? Well, if you look at it in reverse, if you look at the other four pledges. They're all tempered. So reduce inflation, grow the economy, make debt fall, mm. cut waiting lists. None of them say remove waiting lists, no. <laughs> supercharge the economy a million percent. <laughs> but for some reason, with small boats, he's gone with stop them. Mm. He could have just said slow down or a better word, you know, yeah. reduce the small boat crossings. And people would have said, oh, it's not very sexy. But you no. know. anyway, I've, so I, he can't rewind that because he keeps repeating it and so does every minister on the planet. But um, well, I, I think them, he's got to come yeah. back with a better way of expressing it. I heard them trying to suggest yesterday that the fact that the, that the, the success has been the uh, Albanian agreement, that, that that almost comes across as what they're going to put forward now as, as the first element of... of stopping the boats if you like and that there's progress is being made a slow burn but i don't think that's going to wash is it really at the end of the day but i don't think so no no so um some other issues which i thought again a lot of these would involve or entail some sort of borrowing and that's some serious intervention in the housing market so if if young people around the country who at the moment can't get on Mm. the housing ladder or, or or single parents or what have you, were to see an improvement in social housing so that there's more social housing available and that the, there was a genuine movement in that regard, then I think that might tip the balance as well. And again, in the areas of the levelling up areas, that would, that would, for want of a better phrase, levelling up areas, that would have impact if you saw building and young couples and young people moving into their own homes that might but it would it would need a lot of money it would need a lot of investment but again slightly differently to what we were talking about earlier i'm not sure given that it's uh, an infrastructure project and given that it's it will employ a lot of people and it will it will provide homes and it will effectively improve the wealth of the nation i'm not sure the markets would be quite as negative about it as they would do if you were borrowing to cut taxes for the top 10%, for example? No, probably not. But I think the issue, the, the reason I didn't come up with this, I didn't think about it, is is simply time. Because mm. 
just just to get planning permission. Uh, it, it's years. But if you and offered, you you wouldn't necessarily have to have all of these things appear prior to yep. the election. You'd put them in a yep. manifesto and, okay. and show willing that you'd already got past okay. the legislation. For example, if you've passed that legislation through the House, that this is what we're going to do, then you can almost taunt the opposition with, are you going to reverse this or are you going to stick to... Which I can't remember which um, government it was now that stuck rigidly to the previous government's spending plans. I think it was a it was a Labour government. I think it was Tony Blair's government that came in, okay, and 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 did that. But if you if you laid out everything you're going to do and you passed a load of legislation to do it, then people are not going to vote for not having that carried on. Well, they? I guess this dovetails with standing up to the right, doesn't it? Because mm. he he he. I bet he regrets it now. But he he sort of withdrew from housing targets, which was a proxy for this sort of thing. Mm. Uh, because every every local authority had to find land, didn't it? Had yeah. to have a town plan. Yeah, uh, I know our, our little town did, and we're, we're tiny, yeah. <laughs> so but we've had to come up with our hundreds, and we're sticking to it. But uh, no, I I I I take your point. Yeah. So that any what's your next one? Have you got another? Well, I've got one that that's sort of linked to you were talking about. He needs the good luck of oh, that's a terrible expression, but the the war in Ukraine to end. Mm. Uh, but I think, uh, notwithstanding that, I think uh, with his ministers, he could really start to nail by using the uh, Competitions and Markets Authority mm. uh, the obvious examples of greedflation and call. Mm. Call firms out. We had the news this week, what a surprise, <laughs> that uh, supermarkets had been overcharging um, drivers, particularly on diesel fuel. Yeah. I drive a diesel. I could have told them that. I didn't need anyone to mm. go and find it out. And and I think the same applies to utility companies and also to councils. Council tax going up through the roof. And, and I really do think that if... He and his senior ministers, particularly Hunt, could come out with clear statements of what we will tolerate and what we won't in this exceptional period. I'm not mm. talking pricing controls, but real transparency. I, th I thought we missed a trick with the, um, was it the Treasury Select Committee? Mm. Uh, when yeah. they got the supermarkets in, the, the guy who's normally very good, and I, I can't remember his name, but he was really badly informed and and and... We should have been looking at a level of detail with pre-filled-in documents yeah. about the margins that the, these firms are making. Um, so uh, that's, that's, I think, something he could do, which would certainly make people say, yeah, OK, he's on our side. Well, there's no reason, is there, why in those circumstances, when you're looking at the projections of what these the supermarkets and, for that matter, the banks who are back in the firing line as well, in my view, um, there's no reason why you couldn't look at what their projected profits were prior to the pandemic and look at the excess profits they've made subsequent to that and look at windfall taxes if they're not yep. prepared to toe the line. You know, if they're not prepared to voluntarily um, act I mean, the the the, um, the gap between savings rates and mortgage rates at the moment is ridiculous. Is, yeah, yeah, um, and I just think they they look again. He looks weak, doesn't he? Not doing anything about that and just trying to suggest. I mean, they, they, it was um, it was the banks, wasn't it, that Hunt had in a few weeks ago um, in terms of helping people with mortgage 
issues, wasn't it? And they they came out with the agreement that um, you're now able to talk to your mortgage lender about problems that you might be having with. I mean, really, at the, uh, I just I can't. I the the idea that that's the best they come up with. That's right, and also to be able to switch to interest only. Mm. Uh, for six months without it affecting your um, uh, credit rating. And mm. I said, what, six months? What's going to change in six months? <laughs> if if Sunak's not prepared to put a timeline on some of his things, how, yeah. how come you're putting six months on people? Anyway, um, yeah, I, I think I can see a windfall tax coming. And, and what I would do is if he's thinking about it, Hunt's thinking about it, get it done before mm. Starmer claims it. Mm. And then maybe use that to um, help reduce um, the tax burden or do something. Yeah, yeah. But, but I just I just think that there is some supplier power at the moment and there's definitely greedflation going on. And I know it's easy to target the big companies. Mm. You can't possibly do that with the smaller ones. But if it's easy, just get it done. Well, that the, well, you're talking about the, the petrol and the super, that was almost a cartel, wasn't it, at the end of the day, which is totally anti-competitive. Yeah. It wasn't helped by Asda going, being bought by uh, those brothers, was it? Yeah. Uh, because yeah. they used to be the, the leader, the price mm. leader, but mm. things changed. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I've got one more really, um, uh, and 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 this is a big one that that would entail um, a lot of a lot of money initially, and that's to get serious about in- intervention in respect of the waiting lists in the NHS, hmm. and spend money in anathema to most in the Labour Party, spend money in the private sector to get people's. Um, minor operations done in the private sector they could bring that list you know it would cost a bit more obviously but they could bring that waiting list down quite significantly if they had started doing the hip operations and the eye operations and those that they can do in the private sector and take the weight mm. off of the NHS you could mm. see a dramatic reduction in those lists and that would have a, um, a visual impact both in terms of the numbers coming down and people being treated in in your local communities again not going to be cheap but if you want to have an impact to win the next election you have to have something quite big to do so i think that would be quite an initiative if they came out and said we're going to spend this much money in in although it would need to be carefully monitored in the private sector to get people and then you, you, to me, I can imagine leading up to the next election, putting on party politicals saying so-and-so and so-and-so had two years to wait for a hip operation. She was due to have it done in 2026. It's been done. She went in last week and we've, we're, you know, Conservatives are getting things done, but it would need money. It would need um, a serious intervention. So... That's about it for me. I don't know what you thought on. No, you know. I think I think what I wasn't counting, but was that mm. seven or eight ideas? Mm. Uh, I hope I hope he or his um, spads are listening, <laughs> uh, and that um, you know he can pick the bones out of that. Because, I think whatever uh, you know, the big the mm. big message. I think overarching message is that he needs to stand up to the right wing of the party. Doesn't need to be able to get the any of these initiatives done. 
Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed Riff Raff News. Please leave some comments on the app or on our Facebook page. And uh, please subscribe and then episodes will drop automatically into your podcast feed.